Hey, leaders, let's start with some hard numbers. Now, are you a leader that, you know, sometimes you struggle with those staff shortages or people calling in sick or, you know, just not being able to be reliable? Hey, if that sounds like you, then listen up. These are some numbers you're going to want to know about. There's a recent Gallup study done that talked about businesses that focus on employee engagement. And it said that those businesses that focus on really that employee experience and engaging their team, they experience an impressive 41% decrease in absenteeism. Right. And so they that really helps them make sure that they're successful because they see a decrease in absenteeism. Guess what else they see? They see up to 17% increase in their productivity because their staff is engaged, they're having great experiences, and there's a sense of belonging. So leader, if you agree that cultivating a culture of success within your organization is non-negotiable in today's day and age, then listen up and let's dive in. Crystal Dakuna here, and I'm thrilled to welcome you back to the Leaders Listen Up podcast presented by The Inside View. I'm your host and your friend, and each week we equip you with new tools and creative techniques to help you design those epic customer and employee experiences, allowing you to drive loyalty, retention, and sales, and deliver that award-winning service we all thrive to. My friend, my leader, we want you to be the people's champion for your team and for your customers. So today we're delving deep into the art of building a magnetic workplace culture, right? One of those cultures that cultivates that feeling of success. So buckle up, get ready, and let's dive into this incredible journey where you're going to be able to discover some transformative tools and techniques uh, that I know will really help you cultivate that culture of success in your organization. All right, leaders. So that same Gallup report that talked about a 17% uh, increase in productivity also reported that companies that have high employee engagement also see a 21% increase in profitability. So some alarming numbers, right? How fantastic is it that when your employees are engaged, they're going to show up to work. And when they show up to work, you're going to see an increase in profitability and productivity. That's the goal. So my friends, the idea here is to make sure that your organization, your culture feels healthy, feels inspiring. People feel valued in a sense of belonging. Well, it sounds great, but we know that it's not easy. And so in our Inside View uh, Signature Leadership Training Program, we dive into seven leadership principles. Um, we talk about vision vitals and lovesick leadership. We talk about top talent and, and journey mapping. And so there's seven steps that really help leaders to be uh, leaders for today's business world. And so today we're going to dive into one of those steps, and that step is called culture connection. And so I'm going to share with you a few of the tools that we use with our clients uh, to cultivate a culture of success within their organization. Organizations. And so typically we spend um, you know, a significant amount of time with organizations really looking at designing their culture from the inside out, right? Um, I think about culture like I think about my culture. So I'm East Indian uh, background. My roots are East Indian. I'm born and raised Canadian. Um, and so my culture is a part of who I am. Right, my um, the the traditions that we have—that's part of who I am. And so, you know, your organization, my friends, has traditions, has cultural things, and so those cultural aspects of your your organization are are they're already there. Right. And so are they happening by default or are they happening by design? And so chances are, if you're an organization that's been around for a while, those traditions or lack of traditions are 
by default. And so today we have an opportunity to start designing our culture. And so some of the, the, the tools I'm going to share with you today are just a few things that you can try, but really this is a bigger scope. So it's not something I can share with you in a 20-minute podcast or 20-minute episode here, but but definitely um, an opportunity for you to start designing what you want it to feel like. And so, you know, there's a few secrets to building that kind of culture and how you foster that environment not only keeps top talent, but it also starts to create this magnetic culture where it really attracts the industry's best and brightest. So often when I when I first start with a client, they always struggle with staffing. That is almost a, a given uh, that when I'm starting with a client, you know, there's some element of of struggle there, whether it's that their culture is not productive or their cultures, uh, you know, could be toxic or they're just not engaged, it just doesn't feel good, right? And so we want to create this magnetic sense where, we don't have to be looking for people. People are coming to us. Think about the industry leaders that you um, that might be in your industry, organizations that are like at the top of their game. My friends, typically they've got a lineup of people ready to go, right? And that's exactly what we're going to explore today. I had an opportunity to work in retail for a significant amount of years, almost 15 years. And it was, it was a phenomenal experience for me and it really taught me a lot. But one of the, the things... Uh, that I always contribute to my success as a, as a manager, as a senior level manager uh, with that retail organization was that I always had a bench. I always had a bench of people because my store was that store. My store was that magnetic store. We really made sure that we my, my entire team was cultivated. And as soon as I had a member on the team that wasn't contributing, you know, I had to say goodbye. I gave them my very best. Hey, I hired them. I chose them. I trained them. And if they weren't going to fit after the fact that I chose them and I trained them and I hired them, then I had to say goodbye. Right. And so it was pretty quick. I never let that affect my culture. Uh, but here's the thing I hired really good. The hiring process was really important to me, making sure that I got a good fit for my team. Often I'd get my team engaged and involved in the hiring process, and that made all the difference. So, Leaders, today I've put together three strategies that I hope will help you really take action uh, towards strengthening your culture. Here's the thing. You know that I'm all about action. You know that I, if I, you're going to invest 20, 30 minutes in listening to this episode today, uh, I want to make sure that you've got a solid takeaway that you can start to go action in your organization. So promise me this, you're going to tune in. And if you're tuned in, you're ready to at least pick one of these strategies today uh, and, and customize it for yourself if you need, but make sure that you try something, um, try one of these strategies uh, within your work environment. So here we go. Let's dive into strategy number one. So I I call this the innovation lab. And so I want you to imagine a place where every idea, no matter how big or how small or how much time or how much money, it's valued and it's given a chance to shine. That's exactly what I'm proposing with the innovation lab. So dedicate those specific hours each week for your team to think or brainstorm, work on new ideas and and things that are outside of their routine, outside of their task. The idea is we want their right brain to be working a little bit. We want them to, to get out of that everyday structure that they're doing. We want them to think a little bit differently, right? This freedom and this space significantly starts to boost that creativity and that innovation. 
you know, if we've learned anything over the last couple of years is we got to get creative, my friends. And when we can cultivate that culture of creativity and innovation, you're going to see a lot more, you're going to see happier people. I was just um, chatting with one of my clients the other day and um, she has a new team member that she hired. And she said to me, she goes, Crystal, she's just fantastic. She goes, she's got all these great ideas. And, you know, I really think I'd love to give her a project. This is it. This is this is what starts to happen, right? When you allow people the opportunity to share and speak freely, um, they do. We hired those people. We we chose them for a reason. And so make sure that you're you're allowing them to do it. Now, here's the thing. There's a few things that um, that we can do here. When something goes wrong, people start thinking of ways to do it differently, right? So we just went through a global pandemic. Things went wrong. Everybody started thinking of ways to do it differently. But just imagine if you started getting ahead of that. What if this happened? What could we do? Right. And so when you encourage these healthy debates and challenges, your team starts to develop that next big idea. Um, and they can really catapult your organization to new heights because they're thinking ahead of the curve. Right. All right. So the idea of the innovation lab is fantastic when you're in person, but we know that we work remotely uh, nowadays as well. And so whether it's virtual, uh, there's a few ways we've done this virtually. And so virtually we've um, done it depending on how your back end works. If you have like messengers or chats, um, you can use it in like Slack or some type of a a communication tool that your entire company or team uh, works on. That's great. But I use, I, I keep it simple. I use a Google Jamboard or a Canva um, a board where people can pick a post-it note and put their ideas on. And then once a month or once a week or once a quarter, however, just start. It's better done than perfect. Um, but it allows people to kind of write their ideas down. Right. And so I'm working with one organization uh, now that's seen some real uh, great momentum doing these sessions. And now we're actually doing them virtually. Uh, we're doing them quarterly and we prepare everyone in advance to come ready to contribute. So it's a one hour meeting. It's like jam packed. I facilitate, uh, you know, really a, a, a fun discussion, um, but everybody's prepared and ready to go. And so while people are there, they're, they're really letting their right brains go. You see, I asked some, some, creative questions sometimes to kind of get their juices flowing. Um, I ask them about, you know, if they were on a desert island or I, I make up a question that I know is going to provoke uh, some real just creative thinking. Um, and it just gets their juices flowing a little, gets them thinking a little bit differently, um, different perspectives. And then once they think a little different, then I put that problem in front of them and I say, okay, what would we do in this case? What would we do in that case? And it just allows them to, to get innovative, right? All right, leaders, here's the thing. Remember that you hired them because you saw something in them. So this is your opportunity to let it loose, let them get innovative and let them be creative. And it fosters this fantastic culture because people feel like they're contributing to something. So Innovation Lab, give that strategy a try. And if you need to adjust it for your work environment, just let us know and we can help with that as well. All right, next one I want to share with you is called role reversal. Role reversal. And the role reversal uh, is actually inspired by one of my clients. Um, and she is probably one of the most outstanding, amazing leaders uh, that I've had the opportunity of working with. And so we connected a few years back. And what I loved most about Christine when we first met is her genuine desire to want to know what her team was thinking, her genuine desire to like 
learn from her team, learn what was feeling good, learn what wasn't feeling good. She always put her team's thoughts uh, ahead. And so she was always really, really curious. Um, she approached things like childlike curi- with, with that childlike curiosity. Um, and so Christine, this one is inspired by you, my friend. Okay, so one of the organizations we work with, uh, once usually it's once a month, um, typically about once a month, we allow junior employees to take the lead and those senior employees to switch roles. And so they're doing the job of the junior employee and the senior is doing the job of the senior employee. And so not only does this start to break down the barriers and foster that, you know, that inclusive environment, but it also helps your senior leaders to get a fresh perspective on what's going on on the front line, right? They start to see those late, the, the, the challenges that people are facing and the challenges that your team is facing. They start to get a little closer to your customer. Um, and so they can hear things from a different perspective. In terms of your junior staff, you know, they have an opportunity to see the challenges, it, it is, how challenging it is to lead. Uh, but they also have an opportunity to, um, you know, get creative and, and, and show you things things that you might not have been able to see uh, from the perspective that you were in, right? And so the, the bigger part, though, here is that junior team member starts to feel like they're a part of a team, right? They gain a sense of belonging and they feel significant. And they feel like their effort and their insight is contributing and making a difference. My friend, that feeling is so powerful, it, you know, think of it even with your, your friends and your family. You know, it's a human need to feel significant. And so think about that. If you know that your effort is making a difference and your effort is valued and, and appreciated and respected by your friends and family, uh, it's pretty priceless, right? And so the same thing applies for your junior staff member. They're just coming in. You might feel really secure and confident because you've been working with your organization and the team for years. But a junior person coming in, you know, they, they're brand new to the team. They might not even remember everybody's names. And so all of a sudden, they're, they're, whole, they're in a different role and they're seeing things a little bit differently. And it really allows them to feel this, this connectivity, right? It's exactly what you need to kind of start developing those leadership skills as well. All right, number three, let's dive into this one. This one I call the creativity quest. And so we want to be able to introduce an element of fun and maybe a competition into your organization. And so here's the thing. People who succeed at the highest level, my friends, are not lucky. They're doing something different than everyone else, right? People, when you think of those people in those organizations that are just like, you know, killing it. They're doing everything. They're they're knocking their numbers out of the park. They've got the lineup of staff ready to work for them. Their customers are totally engaged. They're not lucky, my friends. They're doing things by design and they're doing things differently. And so I want you to think of something different. How can you do it differently, right? If it's not broken, uh, don't fix it. it. Used to be an age old saying. Well, nowadays, even if it's not broken, you got to think of ways that. What if it was broken? If it was broken, if something did change, how can we get creative? So the creativity quest is a fun challenge. And so this pushes your team to think outside the box and come up with those creative solutions to existing problems or projects. So firstly, 
allow your team to start looking at the problems. Now, you know, this isn't typical advice for me. I'm not the person that typically says, go look at the problem. I am always uh, a glass half full type of gal. Um, and, you know, looking at the problems is a little bit uncomfortable for me sometimes. I know they're there, but I always like to see the solutions first. But you know, over the next, maybe, maybe you can take a week, maybe you take a month, depending on how long you want to do this activity. But start to gather a list of the problems that you face in your organization. So, you know, maybe that uh, problem, uh, you could do internal problems as well as external problems. So maybe uh, an internal problem, for example, might be, you know, uh, the schedule is only posted seven days before before. And we need the schedule to be posted at least two weeks before so that I can make personal arrangements. Uh, I can make arrangements for my child care or what have you. So maybe that's an internal challenge, an internal problem. An external problem might be something like, you know, customers are always frustrated because um, they find it really hard to, to uh, call a phone number. And because we don't have a phone number listed, they have to go online and we don't have a chat bot. So they have to email us and it takes 24 hours or 48 hours for us to reply. And so customers get really frustrated because when they want an answer, they want it quick. So maybe that's a problem externally. Ask your team, what are some of the problems? And when those problems come up, they got to write it down. So we got to start an ongoing list of the problems and the challenges that come up, right? And so the idea here is once a month, when that list has built a little bit for the internal problems and the external problems, this is when you want to start putting an opportunity and list together of, you know, how do we solve that? So you start putting one of those big challenges, one of those big you know, frustrating problems. Uh, You put it on a board, you put it out to the team, you send an email, you communicate somehow. Hey, my friends, you've got 30 days. Let's see all the creative uh, solutions that you might have to be able to solve this problem Uh, and let them go. Let them get creative. Maybe you'll find a solution. Maybe you won't, but maybe you'll get a a few ideas uh, to be able to start solving those challenges even more, right? And I like to throw in an extra... um, challenge there. I said, if money or time was no object, what would you do to solve this problem? And often, you know, they don't even think about the money or time. They just try to solve the problem. The other thing is sometimes people don't realize how big of a problem it is. Um, And I I hate even saying the word problem so much, Um, but, you know, sometimes we don't realize how big that is. And so when you start to see it and it it does get big, uh, you can actually start to measure uh, what it costs you right? The, the How much that actual problem starts to cost. So the idea is make that list of the challenges, then take one challenge at a time, um, communicate it to your team, encourage everybody to be able to bring the solutions to the table, right? It's a creativity quest. So get creative, solve this. If money or time was no object, what would you do? And then um, you might want to make a challenge or a contest out of it. And so somebody whose solution you select, uh, maybe they win a prize or maybe you have a combination of solutions that you select and so they win a prize together maybe they win an you know an award or a certificate for being them you know for winning the creativity quest maybe they uh, get a shout out on social media or maybe there's an actual uh, prize but that's just something to be able to get those juices flowing and again the idea of cultivating a workplace culture of success is getting people engaged right? We want to see a reduction in absenteeism. We want to see an increase in productivity and profitability. And that requires your team to be engaged and connected. 
it's a big myth, my friends, that you know that people just leave companies uh, because of there's somebody else paying them a, a, an extra dollar. It's not about the money. Yes, we need to pay people fairly, but people want to be connected. Employees want to be engaged and and committed to an organization, right? The challenge of going from job to job to job is not fun for anybody, right? So we want to be able to cultivate that culture so that people really feel connected. Okay, leaders, let's wrap things up. I hope those tips were helpful for this episode. Remember, each of these strategies requires a commitment and they require patience, but you gotta start. You gotta start somewhere. It's better done than perfect. So don't worry about getting everything perfect. Just start, right? These are all tested and tried and true. I've I've worked with um, organizations large and small, and we've tried these in, in different capacities, different alterations, but the same idea in a variety of businesses and a variety of industries. So regardless of your industry, my friends, typically the challenges are very similar. I can't tell you how many times a business will say to me, oh, Crystal, my business is different. Okay, your business might be different, but chances are you're struggling with the same things everybody else is struggling with, right? It's making sure that your your team is connected and really that they they care about where they work. And so there's no quick fixes here, but these are long-term investments in your organization's culture that allow you to start designing a culture that delights as opposed to letting it happen by default. And so as you've seen with some of these, these, you know, pretty scary statistics, my friends, the, the reality is when you can cultivate this culture of success within your organization, you are going to see uh, massive increases, whether it's in productivity, profitability, um, just engagement, and it's going to feel better. It's going to be able to feel good for you, for your mental health, for your, um, you know, your connectedness with your team. You're going to be able to be a better coach and certainly a better leader. My friend, thank you so much for tuning in to the Leaders Listen Up podcast. I hope you found today's episode enlightening and actionable. And I hope you take some of these tools and start practicing them within your organization and really building a culture of success. So as you practice these tools, let us know how it goes. Be sure to connect with us. We're all over social media. On Instagram, you can find us at at get the inside view for some exciting teasers and behind the scenes content. But my friends, until next time, remember, great leaders are great listeners and they never stop learning. Stay fascinating, my friends. Bye for now. My friend, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Leaders Listen Up, dedicated to business leaders like you. Your investment in customer experience is what attracts diverse markets, improves your employee experience, increases your sales, and of course, it sets you apart from other business leaders. I invite you to visit the show notes for free downloads like how you can attract top talent and our top 10 tips to up-level your customer experience. And hey, if this episode inspired you, share it with your team or maybe discuss it for a few minutes at your next meeting. My friend, a team that learns together stays together. For additional support and certified training, workshops, consulting, coaching, or if you just need a little bit of inspiration to inspire your team, what are you waiting for? Get in touch at gettheinsideview.com. We'd be happy to chat. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you again soon. Bye for now.